right, what's up, you dirtbags? We are back. We've got episode nine. Huge, huge guest. Uh, but first, got to welcome in my co-host, Luke Payne, owner of Black Iron Dirt. What's going on, Luke? Cheers, brother. What's going on with you? Good to, good to be on again on this fine Thursday. Dude, we've got a massive guest. Uh, the Dirtbags community has spoken. Um, literally, unanimous decision, like who they want on the podcast next. In studio from Ottawa, we've got host of the Con Expo Con Ag podcast, Taylor White from Ken White Dis- Construction. How are we doing, brother? Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing good. I'm I'm happy to be on. You really hyped me up there, so hopefully I live up to it. You know, we're so we, happy on, man. Yeah, we got to hype you up. Um, honestly, like you know, we we have we've had tons of great guests on and everything, but I mean, what you're doing in the industry too is just like people want to know more about you, what you're doing what you're doing for Con Expo, all this stuff. So I feel like there's so much to dive into. Um, so first, I guess, let's dive into a little bit of the Con Expo, Con Ag podcast. So just launched uh, the first episode, you know, you had Pushy Six on. Talk a little bit about that and what uh, what we can look forward to here. Yeah, man. So it's been a, been something that's been in the works for a while. Um, about, I think it was about four months ago. Uh, I got an email and it was from the team over there and they're like, Hey, um, we've been watching your stuff and we think that you'd be a great fit for this. What do you think? And I always kind of, and I'm not, I'm not trying to humble myself here, but I was just like me, like there's so many other guys that probably would be better at this, you know, or guys or girls that would be better at this. And they're like, no, like we think that you'd be really good at this. So like right from day one, they supported me. They're like, like, we want you to do this. Um, So I kind of put some thought into it. We talked, uh, ended up like loving the team that I'm working with over there. And it was just like an awesome fit. They're like, my biggest thing is I'm like, I got to have freedom, you know, I got to be able to to do what I want and like, you know, talk how I want. And they're like, yeah, like just do your thing. Like just have guests on whoever you want to have on. And like, obviously there's an agenda that we, you know, have to like stick to and, and talk about, but other than that, like, it's just kind of, it, it worked out. It, it was something I was kind of looking for. And it's nice having a team behind me as well, too, like the audio and video team and uh, having people like support, just really good support from them. But the coolest thing in like the first episode with, with Scott, Pushy Six, is like actually getting to get further than just like DMs with these people, you know, like yeah. you guys probably talk to so many people over Instagram, but then it's so different. Like even right now, what we're doing, like sitting down and actually having uh, an hour long conversation with them or an hour and a half. Sometimes you look at the time, you're like, Oh shit, like this has been going on longer. Um, but honestly, that's one of the coolest things. And we have a lot of awesome guests lined up. Uh, I just filmed one. Uh, the one that's going to be released next is an absolute banger. And I can't wait for people to listen. The one that I filmed yesterday or two days ago, awesome podcast, unreal guest from Ontario. Um, so yeah, there's lots coming down the pipeline and I'm super excited for the opportunity. Are we shooting for uh, I saw like one or two a month roughly? Is that kind of just depends? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad at promoting my own stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, so we're coming to you guys like one to two times uh, per month. Um, I believe September will be two and October one. Um, but the, the plan is to kind of just get out there, have conversations about the industry, talk about stuff that honestly it's super it's this is why i like it i get to talk to people that i normally wouldn't get to talk to 
and ask them stuff that I want to know about because of like my business. Like, what about fuel prices? What about labor shortages? What about the economy? Like I, my last guest that was on, and I don't mention their names because I like hyping it up and keeping it a secret, yeah. but and this guy, I'm just like, you know, I just, we just got into it talking about the economy and like the uncertainty and where do you think it's going and, and construction and like, cause it's all in everybody's heads, right? Mm -hmm. Interest rates are going up. The bank of Canada, we just raised it by 75 point basis this week. Jeez. So, yeah. So, so we just, we just, we talk about stuff that's relevant to everybody else that's listening. And I yep. feel like there's so much value that could be pulled from that because like, I'm not some wizard and I'm not trying to, uh, um, tell you guys uh, financial advice or the come like I'm not smart like that you know so like pulling information from people is what I love about it and I know that that's what the audience will love about it no that's that's interesting I like that do you find it hard to like find guests for that or do you get a lot of people like hey this person would really be good or do you just kind of have like a roster of, like I want him for this I want him for that type thing yeah honestly like so I'm I'm bad with like forgetting people all the time um like even my personal life this isn't just like in business in my personal life i'll be like oh yeah i have friends i forgot about them <laughs> um so there's people that'll be like hey man like i kind of want to come on and i'm like dang yes you're right sorry okay let's schedule it in let's um it. but i kind of like right from the get-go i knew people that it was like yep this one this one this one this one um pushy six was honestly somebody that i really wanted to talk to right off the bat just because like I wanted to know what he had going on, you know, like when I first started Instagram, he was like, like he was, in, he was dirt, the dirt world on Instagram. And then a bunch of other people started doing it as well. And then I kind of feel like I didn't hear from him for a bit. And then all of a sudden now he has like a production team and he's hiring people and editors. And, and I was just like, I got to talk to this guy. I got to find out what's going on and what he thinks about like social media and what's he doing. And so it's a lot of that, just kind of like my own personal interests, I guess. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I like that. I feel like what, what I think is really cool about Con Expo asking you to do that whole podcast. I feel like in the, you know, Instagram space, the TikTok space, everybody knows Taylor White and KWC, right? Yeah. Like every, everybody knows who you are. Everyone knows like the, the machines, like you is just like the face of the company. So that's really cool to see. Um, but as far as like getting your take on things, I feel like that'll really kind of explode because again, a lot of people look up to you in the industry, what you've done, because you're what, 26, 27, 27. Okay. Yeah. So we're all really close to the same age, yeah. but what you've built it, honestly, it's, it's super cool. You know, you've yeah. created such a following. And I really think just in like the space of social media, you are like the trendsetter. Everyone's like, well, I want to make a video, but I don't want it quite to be like kwc's but i'm gonna i'm gonna do a lot of the same things in it right yeah no i, I appreciate that it's yeah you're yeah again with the hype up stuff you know i i appreciate it man and, and I, honestly i just i i'm not i just don't think of it like that like i i th i love that you think it's that way um and i love that maybe people do see it that way and maybe i just don't i'm just not opening my eyes enough but like I don't know. I've just always created content. I feel like that was maybe different. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I kind of take a different approach at it. Um, and I feel like you're right with saying that maybe people find it interesting for my input on the construction industry, because I feel like if there's something that I lack, it's actually like getting into because it's a lot of reels and music and like, yes, I have stories and, you know, a lot of my content on 
is social media is like kind of like, you know, montage, 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 a little bit of a talking part, explaining the job. So I think like, yeah, you're right with maybe people hearing my input on stuff or actually hearing my thought process rather than just watching the content. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. the thoughts behind why I create what I create, how I'm creating it, what I'm building, how I built it, rather than just like, oh, here's some, here's some content or here's the business. And it just blew up in the last four years. And yeah. my dad gives me an allowance every week and it's just yeah. given, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. T T Taylor, the tough thing with that, and I heard it in the podcast is the algorithms are changing and like the platforms are changing where you almost can't tell the story in the captions anymore because it's just the, the yeah. TikTok style. We just flick it up. And so yeah. these short form videos are taking precedent over some of these long, long form stories. So like, how do you combat that without just going with the status quo? Because you also have to work with the trends and work with Instagram and you know, whatever is working. So how do you combat that and like stay telling your story as well? Well, I feel like you can tell a story through your content. You know, I feel like I can create content that conveys the message that we're growing, we're busy, and this is the work that we do without actually getting on, getting on or writing a description about being like, um, you know, like, Hey, four years ago, we were four guys. And right now we have 22 guys. And then this week I had this and, and this guy, and I just hired this and I hired this, but rather than, than like talking about it, like showing that in the content, like montages and, and in the description being like, this is like, so far, this is Wednesday. This is Monday from Wednesday. Like, and, and I do a lot of that. My, my editor, like he started four weeks ago, he'll edit up clips from Monday to Wednesday. And I'll make it known that that's just Monday to Wednesday. And it'll just be like a dozer on one job, digging an excavation, a commercial project, the topsoil at the yard. And that conveys like, oh, shit, they've done all that in three days. Like, oh, shit. Okay. They, they're pretty busy. Oh, wow. I didn't know that they did commercial site prep. That's cool to see that they do that as well. So I feel like just showing it, uh, conveying the story through the content is really important. But you, you're right with staying relevant. And um, I think a lot of it is just, like I like making the type of content that I, I like to make for sure. Um, but you have to please people. So I like finding like for TikToks, it, there's different content for everything, right? Instagram is reels. And sometimes like I don't post my like that. What I post on TikTok, I probably post like 20% of my TikToks on Instagram reels because it's just a different platform, you know, yeah. like TikTok, you can get away with like, it's a TikTok-y sound, you know? Sometimes me and my videographer will go back and forth on that. He'd be like, oh, I got this sick song for a YouTube video. And I'm like, no, dude, that's a TikTok song. You can't, some stuff conveys back, but I don't know, like making content that's specific to each platform is super important. That's cool. Yeah. Like so Taylor, I was diving in the last few weeks, uh, kind of just listening to some more podcasts and everything. And you're on dirt talk twice. Um, and yeah. I gotta say, so it's funny because I listened to the most recent one. So it's dirt talk one one if anyone wants to go back and listen to it, but then I went back and listened to dirt talk 24 yeah. and oh, the audio, early. the audio was rough. And so <laughs> it's, it was amazing to hear though, like the story of like where you were at and then how everything is just like cleared up, but you, you've also gone through a lot more too. So it, obviously hasn't been easy and it's still not easy. And you talk a lot about that of just the bigger you get and the higher you scale, the more issues you have. So like, what is like your top one or two issues right now that you're kind of battling with or dealing with? Um, finding a type people and cash flow. 
those two things when you're growing i mean those, those, that's what keeps me up at night mainly cash flow that's what keeps me up at night um and it's more specific like that's kind of all the time um because like i love there's nothing i love so the a type thing let's so I'll, I'll touch on that so an a type person would be like um you know because there's a type b type and, and c types of people um in every industry and you need every single type of person you need an a you need a b and you need a c and there's nothing wrong with being an a or a b or a c you can make just as much money doing an a b or c but an a is like like my my right hand man brad he's an a type you know he's like he'll stay to the office till 8 30 and then come in at, at five and like i'll text him on saturday about work and you know what I mean? he's just like he's, he's always he's present there. he's exactly he's present he's committed he's in it for the long haul he understands the vision he sees the vision um and, and not to you know like all my all i have an awesome freaking team but brad is just he involves himself with it and and i think as a as a man or a woman in whatever your career you have to understand what type of person you are because like you have to be honest with yourself and be like yeah like on friday like I do like to get off a little earlier than everybody else, you know? And it's like, okay, well then that makes you probably not an A type person, you know? And that's okay. An A type person would be like, no, nah, fuck that. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay at work tonight. Yep. Um, so finding A type people is really awesome. I love finding A type people. Um, obviously they're incredibly hard to find because they don't need you. Um, they're already doing something fantastic on their own. That's what makes them an A type person. Mm -hmm. um, and then cash flow um that's hard when you're growing um i feel like not enough people talk about that i feel like a lot of people just and and i don't talk about it ever really um i don't get the opportunity to um because i just yeah maybe it would hit i don't know but let's let's dive into the cash flow what is it like on your end is it people not paying is it taking all these projects and kind of overextending to where you're like okay how the fuck am i going to cover the materials the labor and everything else involved yeah, for, it's growing. It's 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 the growth and and not taking outside investments. I've had the opportunity of people being like, "Hey, dude, I want in. You know, let me in Kenway Construction on." And, and super wealthy guys that are like, "Here, like I have you know infinite money." And let's let, yeah, exactly. But I was like, no, like this was my grandfather's since 1967, and even before then, when you know he was just like loading manure with a track loader. And like, I'm not giving up a piece of that pie. So cash flow in the sense of where like, we're growing with no outside investment and it's all in-house. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's all just like, you know, you're putting out so much money buying machinery. We just acquired land for a, a ridiculous amount of money and office space. Um, you the know, shop's so, really cool too, by the way. The yeah, shop. thanks. So yeah, and that was a huge purchase this year. You know, like that's like, two million bucks and yeah. then so you you put out two million bucks and and then you know there's six thousand uh feet of uh square feet of space that you now have to reno um so then there's office space so then that's another 500k and the bank doesn't want to lend you the 500k to reno it because it's not worth it's not worth like it's it's just this whole thing so then where do i find that 500k but then i also we have this big wa uh, water tank project starting up where those tanks are two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars to buy and i won't get paid for that job for another 120 days uh, and then fuel bills and it's it's just like it's never ending you know but that's what i love about it and that yeah. will always 
you know, I don't know, at some point, maybe it doesn't end. But I feel like if you're growing a business, cash flow is always going to be your biggest concern. concern. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's totally normal. You know, like, I have sleepless nights, like my heart went into AFib like twice this year, because just sitting up at night, fucking freaking out, you know, yeah. like it happens. That's just business. Yep. So yeah, those two things. How do you like on a contractor side when you're dealing, you know, 270 grand for just a fucking tank? That's insane. Do you ever like, hey, I'm going to need this much down in order to get these tanks or, do, you know, do contractors work with you in that sense? Or, you know, if they don't or if they do, how do you go about that? Like, what are what are some of the, you know, things, you know, in Canada, I'm sure the way business is done is not very different between the two, you know, US and Canada. But I know like here, if you want a project, obviously bid the project, but there's no help until that first 30 days. And then you got to wait 45 to even get paid. Yeah. Um, I would say like 90% of the projects we do um, on the residential side, we do a 20% deposit upon mm -hmm. signing. Yep. Um, and that normally will. And is cover... that B to C though, or B to B? Like um, residential for like a contractor or residential for like an actual resident? Yeah, right to the homeowner. Okay. Um, yeah. When so that's so when we're doing right to the homeowner, um, we're getting twenty percent, and that normally covers it. Yeah. But when it comes in, is the commercial work. Yeah. Um, so I always, I have the business set up right now, um, that there's a residential and a commercial, and the residential basically gives the cash flow to the business in order to keep growing because homeowners will pay out like they pay their twenty percent deposit and then five days after you're done the job, they're, they're going to pay you. Like you could yep. finish the job on a Monday and then get a $60,000 check on Friday. Awesome. Fantastic. That feeds the commercial side of it because, you know, honestly, it's kind of like tough shit. Like if you want to get in and do bigger work, these larger companies, like, and I'm like, Oh, well, you know, like I really want to do this big job where the water tanks, 275 grand. And you know, but I don't have the money to buy the tanks. They'd be like, Oh, oh well then why are you even doing this job yeah. it's an eight hundred thousand dollar project like yeah. this could sink and then th then they get worried and scared too right um so like i think don't bite off definitely more than you could chew but the resident like that's what i mean like so i figured out in my in our business how do i maintain cash flow yeah. um how can i do that residential you got it i we have to do residential i'm not saying every business but yeah that's how we structure it is i residential i love dealing with homeowners i love it it's great I, I i agree with that on the residential side when you do a project they're paying you within like 10 days yeah when again on the contractor side you know you you per, you get paid but all everything that you're getting paid for get goes to expenses right away there's no profit yeah. in those first couple draws no so, it's all yeah and you're putting on so much wage and and fuel and and materials and like aggregates, you know, like if we do a, a parking lot job for somebody and you're bringing in like eight, 9,000 tons of gravel and you're not getting paid for 120 days, but the, the pit wants to be paid at, at max 60 days, then like you need to find that money somewhere. Um, so that's what I mean by cash flow. It's like, it's never ending. I mean, like, but that's what gets you up in the morning, right? Like the, like just being like, all right, if I don't, if we don't do, do this, yeah, we're fucked, you know? <laughs> We're not making um, and that's why winter winter time like 
a more predominant issue as to right now that I'm dealing with is, and a lot of contractors deal with up here is, is winter time. You know, I don't, I don't plow snow in the winter time. My insurance won't even touch us if we plow snow. Um, so, you know, last year we did land clearing this year, hopefully we get into some more land clearing and, and maybe some more commercial projects pop up in the winter time, but winter work's always a big struggle for us too. So right now that's what I'm trying to secure is some, is some winter time work. How do you keep guys in the winter? Obviously not, not doing snow and doing the land clearing side, but is like everyone kind of seasonal. You're like, yep, here's, you know, April till November. We're having you guys full time come winter time. You know, it's, it's hard to guarantee anything. Yeah. Honestly, like last year it was like, I didn't know that I had work for my employees until December 12th. Really? And like yeah. Christmas shutdown is December 17th. And then it's either like, I'm telling them, Hey guys, like you're getting laid off. Um, or, Hey, we're coming back in two weeks and we're hitting it hard. Mm -hmm. Um, so right now I just don't have, like right now, all the guys are like, they're already starting to, to bug us about that. And I'm like, guys, like there's no secret list. Cause they're like, Oh, like, am I staying on? And I'm like, there's no secret list of yeah. who's staying on and who's not staying on. The goal is to keep everybody on and have enough work that we just keep going, you know, like yeah, that's right the goal. Spring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point. So like, um, how do I maintain the guys over winter is just literally just find work, <laughs> keep the work going. And if not, then, Hey, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do for your business. You gotta lay guys yeah. off. You gotta lay guys off. Like I'm not going to go bankrupt trying to keep 22 guys going. Like yeah. it's, I would have to sell my house. I would, I, there would be a massive decision that would have to be made. So yeah. you got to do what's right for you and your business in the end, which is like the heartless part of business, but you got to do it. Yeah. How do you, how do you keep the, like, obviously with your guys, you seem pretty close with them. You know, I feel like they all, you know, even in the videos again, they all look up to you. They all really respect you. How do you keep, you know, business and we'll call it pleasure, but basically business and friendships. How do you diversify from that? And how do you make sure like, okay, if I have to lay you off, it's not personal, it's business related. How do you explain that to them? Or how do you keep that, you know, respect maybe is the better word for it. Honestly, that's a really good question because that's something that, you know, four years ago when I started taking over and we were four guys and now 22 and yeah, there, I have learned so much from employees over the past. Like my guys taught me so much over the years, you know, of like how close is too close with your employees. Um, yeah. and, and finding that line, um, that when you show up, they respect you and they want to do a good job for your company because they genuinely just think you're a good guy. You're, you're a good person, but not getting too wrapped up to where they get too comfortable mm -hmm. and, and maybe aren't performing as well. Cause I think they, they can get away with it. I've had a few employees that like that, like that, that are no longer with us because it was like, you know, I, I was going over and above, you know, my duties as a boss and being more of a friend yeah. and it ends up just biting you in the ass. Um, so I've definitely learned that, but, um, you know, when it comes to the conversation of being laid off, that's what, that's what being a man is really all about. It's walking in with your head high and telling them the God honest truth. Don't both. I, I don't bullshit my guys ever. Yeah. Like, that's why when they're like, what's going on for winter time, man, I'm like, guys, there's no list. There's no secret list on a whiteboard somewhere that says this is the guys that are staying and this is who's leaving because we like these guys better than those guys yeah um 
guys, if we have work, we're working. And if we don't, I'm coming in here saying, enjoy your extra long vacation because we got nothing. And I'll call you when we do. And, and I tell them, if you guys are out working for someone else, don't worry about it, whatever. It's all good. You guys have to look after you, yourself and your family as well. And that's what I got to do too. talk to them like a human being. Honestly, that's my best way. Go in there like a man, grab your balls. This is what we got to do, guys. This is what's going on. I just feel like people aren't receptive to like bullshit and they can tell when they're being lied to, you know, and it's like, fuck that. Oh, 100% they can. People aren't stupid. No, exactly. And like, I have a good relationship with my guys and like, I we do a lot uh, as far as culture and like social media helps so much as well, too, because the guys like love it. They love being a part of it. Some guys like I have an older guy named Dean that we bug all the time and like, he, you know, he hates being on camera and that's kind of like his thing now, you know, and like, but he likes being that guy that he's going to listen to this and fucking hate that I'm saying this, but I know I, that I, think he, I know who you're talking about. I've seen a couple of videos of him. Yeah. He, I, like, like first he kind of like diverted the camera. Now he's yeah. like front and center. Yeah, exactly. And it's just kind of like, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's funny seeing that girl like that's been awesome for the business, honestly, the doing YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, like I'll come in and they'll be like, dude, I can't believe like, we posted that. Or I can't believe we talked about that. Or like, dude, that was a sick video of the footage. Like now they know what I'm looking for. Like my biggest thing is I love when the guys give the middle finger in the, in the, yeah. in the it's like slow motion drone, middle finger shots. I love that. So now they're always just like, fuck you. You know, they gotta, I'm like, yes, nice. I'm like getting the drone <laughs> shots. I love it that's awesome <laughs> yeah man yeah yeah it's important having a good relationship with your guys and everybody honestly doing stuff for culture having barbecues shooting the shit with them being one of the guys don't put yourself above them yep just be a human being to them and generally people will be receptive yeah what are you drinking tonight where are you a are you a scotch guy or a whiskey guy uh so yeah this is a scotch whiskey um from scotland it's oban it's a 14 year old single malt i love this this is my favorite i did a land clearing project for a guy we reclaimed some pasture land and i i have never gotten a gift from a customer in my life and one night i was sitting here in my office and i saw him walking up to my front i'm like oh shit what the fuck did the guys do (laughs) and i was like damn it and he walked up and he gave me a book um a really awesome book it was it's it's um something to do with titans anyways the title of it. it's really good um it's, titans or something no no it's, no it's about it's about becoming a, it's a red, red cover how can i not remember it it's not anyways it's about like personal your your personal self and and notes that famous people have taken in athletes and it like gets in your head it's really good and he had the bottle of oban and he explained it to me and i fucking love the scotch it's a great scotch that. It's the Tools of Titans. Tools of Titans. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. My my wife, my my wife's reading that right now. So she she loves it. it. I love it. I love it. It's a, yeah, man. I'm actually going through it my second time right now. Um, Yeah. Just because you miss so much the first time through. It's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Taylor, uh, do you think you're a good shit talker? Yeah. I, yeah. I would probably give him one of the best. I remember early on, we commented on one of Taylor's photos, and this was right between. No, I, no, I got shit. one better. I, I got something. You keep going what you're saying, but I came prepared for this, Luke. This, this is I what... came prepared, Luke. Luke, Luke Payne, right? So how you pronounce it? We were, this was right at the time. Like Taylor's like, yep, 315 off to paint. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going with this. And yeah, I, yeah, I knew you would think of this one, but it's going off to paint. My guys are like, Luke, we got to be Taylor on paint in the 315. I was like, guys, I don't think it's going to happen because our guy is like, this is all the time I've got. It's got to wait till then. 
Um, and he, I remember he came out of paint and I think I commented, I was like, have you guys ever heard of this Taylor white guy? That's and Andy, one right of my guys here, commented back. He goes, no, never heard of him. Never and then heard he, of her. Like two seconds later, <laughs> Taylor replies to us and he goes, ask him mothers. And I was like, I've got nothing to say to that. That, that okay. just like stopped. That was, that was it. That was, you know, the how, you, know you know how I knew that it was all love is, is because I was like, Oh fuck. Like, you know what? At first, when I saw it, I'm like, because I get so much, you get so much shit online. Yeah. When I first saw that, I was like, oh, like this guy's actually fucking mad. Like, I love that. But when you liked my comment to ask your mothers, I yep. was like, oh, okay. You're like, all right, I'll love. That's good. I'm That's like, good. I got, I get this. I'm like, okay, he, he, he's fucking with me. I like oh, it. Oh, yeah. But no, I, was, what I came prepared for because I was like, I was laughing this guy. What the hell that was all about? I never heard of her. I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I knew. I love that. I can't imagine like oh. all the shit that you get on your videos. And I was like, I got to put something out there that like will catch his eye. And I was like, that's got to catch his eye because I know people know who he is and he knows people know who he is. Well, people were tagging me like, dude, anything that is black, that is machinery. I get tagged so much. Like, like every single thing that is like a guy paints something black, I get tagged in it. And I was getting yeah. tagged in your video and I'm like, motherfucker painted a 315 black just like me too <laughs> you like that fucking cocksucker <laughs> yeah, that, yeah it, it looks slick though how do you like your 315 dude i love it i mean i think it's for what we're getting into now and we're growing into more of like the commercial side of things it's a little small um but i mean it's, it's a swiss army though. knife yeah yeah 100 yeah no yeah. yeah 315 is great great machine for yeah. us it's yeah we have had it on commercial projects but for us, it's a, just a like like we call it our residential beast. Yeah, because um, like, we were yeah. doing backyards that we couldn't fit in with our three twenty five. We were going in with our three hundred eight, but then the three hundred eight is is great for small trenching and small jobs. But doing a large septic system or doing an excavation and then loading a truck with a three hundred eight just wasn't it. I'm like, I need something in between, you know. Yeah. So then we found the three fifteen. I'm like, that's the machine for us, and we got the rubber pads on it. So when we go on people's asphalt, doesn't, doesn't matter. Fuck it up. Oh yeah. man, I I love that machine. What made you go with a three twenty five at first? Was it just the projects upcoming? You're like, I need a big machine for it. <laughs> yeah, I think it was that, but I think it was also a lot of me just being like. That's fucking sick. <laughs> um, like, you know, kind of the the saying, like, if you build it, they will come, you know? Yep. And like, I actually think like when we first bought the 325, I don't even think we had enough work to keep the 325 busy. But I was like, if we get a 325, we will make it work. We'll get into bigger excavations. We'll get commercial stuff. And it worked out. We painted it black. People got talking about it. And they're like, oh, hey, can my construction's got a bigger shovel? Yeah, you could tackle this project. And literally it is like, I remember four years ago, we had a Komatsu 170. That was our only excavator, 17 yep. ton. And, and we used a little Terex for, so I guess we had two excavators. We had a four ton Terex and that machine was used more than our 170 Komatsu. Our 170 Komatsu sat in the yard, probably 60% of the time all summer. Cause there mm -hmm. wasn't too many bigger jobs where we needed it. Mm -hmm. um, and just this summer, I remember I was saying to, to my old man, to my dad, and he's just like, yeah, I tell you, like, I can't believe how much we use a 325. Like it hasn't, it's so dirty and filthy and, yep. and, and because, and I'm like, God damn I'm like, but it's a good thing. Cause it just hasn't been back to the yard in order to get clean Wash it, all yeah. summer. So yeah. it's, it's a, it's, it was a great investment for us. We bought it and it like went up crazy in value, like just the next year. And like, Oh dude, yeah. they shot up. 
Oh man, I, I the 315, we I hesitated on it for a month, and my sales guy came back and said it went up 10 grand. And I'm like, yeah. no, like, come on, like, come on. No, I already have yeah. I've got yeah. a quote here. We're going with that. And, he, and he's like, There's I'm telling you, man, it's 10 grand. This was last year, like peak, like covid pandemic you can't get nothing and prices and yeah yeah it was if crazy you don't sign here you're not getting shit type thing yeah uh, exactly. i remember we quoted out a 317 right away when we were doing it and from year to year it went up 100 grand yeah because the next year i was like i need another one just to finish you know just to go with our workload and i got like the like the copy and i gave it back to my sales guy and i said all right give me the real one and he goes no luke that is the real one i said i'm not interested not even not not even remotely yeah that's fucked is it 317 is it a does it have a counterweight or is it it uh, does it's not a no zero ass. swing so it's it's got yeah. a little it's got a little I'm a big fan of the no ass i want to say i love them i want i really want to do the 335 we have we have the possibility to do a larger project next year that it's like involves a heavy subdivision building and a lot yep. of deep trenching and it'd be a machine that i wouldn't put a rotor tilt on mm -hmm. um just i would just probably there yeah exactly just a production machine sewer and water machine it'd have a clevis on the end of the bucket you know maybe buy a swivel for it too um but just a kind of a production machine but 335 would be nice to finish out like the the no ass series you know i yeah. at 335 would be a nice addition to to stuff but the work's got to be there that i mean i got quoted 600 650,000 canadian uh three months ago for fucking 335 i'm like no i'm good Ew, i can't fuck. do that you need, yeah jesus it's crazy how expensive things are but <sighs> i mean the work is there too right now but you know like you had talked about earlier you know when is this going to shut off when yeah. are people and we're noticing this too is like people can't get to projects so the projects are just out for the picking can you yeah. get to us? Yep. All right. You got the project. doesn't matter what you charge as long as you can get it done. You know, in our area, it's like, okay, when is that going to stop? And yeah. it's, it's gotta be sooner than later. And that's where I think the whole relationship piece, like almost telling your story, creating that presence is really going to help you out in you know, whether it's one year, two year, three or whatever it is. So yeah. I agree with that. I think like the people that are going to prosper if there is a slowdown, which I'm going to say, I would, I would go ahead and say that we probably are at the start of the slowdown right now. I know some landscapers yeah. that are starting to slow down um, and it's just slow down, but it's like how it was for the past two, three years just wasn't normal. You know, yeah. like it was insane. The real estate market was insane. Everything was insane. You had a, a 1999 Nissan Altima with a fucking cattle converter ratting off it. And you'd be like, in there I, got 20, I got 20 grand for it. <laughs> and it's like, dude, things it's like, dude like I hope you can see bucks. <laughs> it's fucked. It was just a weird time, man. Like, yeah. I honestly love doing that. I love sitting back with a glass of scotch and thinking back on like, what the fuck we just went through. And yeah. even then what we're in right now like yeah. boys that's fucked <laughs> like, it was it was super high and now we're getting to the lows at some point but yeah i don't but the lows aren't lows the lows know, aren't right? low it's it's like normal it's it's what, what I mean. it was in like 2017 2018 i feel like yeah exactly i agree and the same with the housing market like my neighbor's house went up for sale and it didn't sell in three days so everyone's like oh fuck and i'm like <laughs> we're it, crashing yeah we're like it, the fucking world's falling apart i'm like and it took like two months to sell and it sold for what they were asking for in two months and i'm like guys i remember selling like my, my, my parents trying to sell our house when i was like 10 years old and it was up for sale for a year and a half and yeah, they took like yeah. 200 grand less than what they wanted for it 
Correct. <laughs> and that was like, well, good. We got close to what we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? That's not even, yeah. no. Yeah. It, crazy times. It That's is, just, man. It's fucking crazy. And even right now, you know, like today, well, RIP to the queen. First yeah. of all, should have started yeah. the episode off with that. Yeah, RIP. But, damn, man. You know, like uh, it is a weird time right now. There's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of stuff. Um, but I honestly, I think construction is a good industry to be in. I think just be a good, reputable company. And I think that, you know, be smart. Um, don't spend more than you're bringing in. And yep. you probably should, you probably will get through it. How do you, Luke, I'm sorry, I'm kind of taking the show here with all these questions. I'm learning myself as well. Um, but like on the contractor side, Taylor, like how do you develop your relationships? How do you go in or like, how do you meet these developers, contractors, whoever it may be? Scott, Scott, I like that. Seriously, seriously. Um, honestly, that's a big part of my job as like business development yep. is just networking and like, like everyone, I, this is the most asked question on Instagram. And I always say this, the same fucking thing is. Uh, I just started a construction company. Um, how how do I get into doing what you're doing? How do I start a construction company? And I start with the same thing saying, I didn't start a construction company for, from scratch. So I can't tell you that part. But what I can tell you is get out there, join, join an organization or an association and shake hands with people that can get you work or give you work or know somebody that can get or give you work. Now, networking and making connections are the most important thing in any industry or in life. Yeah. Like if you can sell ice to, I can't say that probably. Ice to an Eskimo. Yeah. You said yeah. it, not me. Um, like it, if you can do that, you pretty much you're set, you know, like, and it's not about being a, a sleazy salesman guy. Like, Hey, I got a fucking deal for you. Like if you can go and just entertain people and, and understand personalities and people, and like, what does that guy like? What does this girl like? Okay, interesting, cool. Go out for lunch with them. Have a couple of drinks with them. Get them loose. Hey, man, if there's anything we can ever do for you, like, fuck, just let me know, man. We'd love to work together, you know? Like, dude, I networking single-handedly so important. That's how I get in with contractors and and meet awesome new people. Yeah, but that's that surface level, right? Like, yeah. there's obviously more to it, and I've I've been I've thought this since day one, but contacts are political, right? It's, it's kind of who, you know, in the space and you got to mm -hmm. set yourself in front of those people in order to get the opportunities in a way. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. if, if, if any say, say there's a, say there's a municipal contractor where I'm from and they know somebody who's starting up, starting up a construction company. And then there's another guy and they both reach out at the same time. Resumes are the same thing. They're going to go with the guy to where, you know, my dad always says you come from good stock. They, they know that stock behind that person. So they're going to give that person a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. You're right. There is a lot of stuff behind it. Yeah. Um, I think maybe, I think, I don't think, maybe, I know that it helps maybe mm -hmm. that where you've been in business for 54 years yep. and we didn't just pop up overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, another thing that has really helped me get in the door with these people, like I talked to like sometimes, like I, I, my friends always joke and they're like, Oh yeah, Taylor's probably got a, a number for a guy for that. Yeah. Um, is and you're I like, honestly, yeah, I do. yeah, I use social media. <laughs> like I remember there was this massive company that was blowing up in Ottawa and everyone was like, I'd love to sit down with the owner, love to sit down with the owner. And one day I was looking on my Instagram and I'm like, motherfucker follows me. Shit. Cool. <laughs> 
So sent him a DM and I'm like, Hey man. And, and although he would never sit down with, I, I honestly believe, truly believe he would never sit down with Ken white construction, you know, Taylor white. Um, if it wasn't for my following, because he'd be, it, 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 maybe it adds a sense, a sense of like, um, credibility, credibility exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think, so I think that that actually helps a lot. And in, in my instance, for sure. Um, I do use it to my advantage because like I fucking, I built the following, so why not use it? Right. Um, I'm trying to build, I'm building the business, I'm building the brand. So I definitely use that as well, but yeah, honestly, though, like join, like join at a construction association, like that's so important. Like there's got to be a construction association where you guys are. And like, literally, if it's like a thousand bucks a year to join it, that's going to be the best thousand bucks. Cause at some point they're going to have a, a dinner, a night, a night dinner, go there, shake hands, bump into the guy at the bar, ask your buddy, like, who's that? Oh, that's so-and-so he he's the COO of, uh, you know, this company, but it's like, oh shit. Hey, let me buy you a drink, man. Get like, give me five minutes. Let me buy you a drink. Yeah, you got to be social. You got and you got to know how to do it without being a fucking weirdo. And yeah. and right because some people aren't self aware. How did you learn how to do it? My dad. Really? Yeah, my dad was always taught me. Like my dad, when I grew up, my dad always taught me business. Like that was always our thing, and he was always really good at talking to people. And I would I always joke and I say like seventy five percent of my childhood was just listening to my dad on the phone on speakerphone. <laughs> You know, so picking up how he talked to people and how contractors talked and how like, you know, like you just talk to, to other people in the business was super important. I think that that just kind of stayed with me for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When did you know, like you wanted not following the footsteps? Cause I don't think you're following in the footsteps. I think you oh, have a yeah. completely different path, but like, when did you know you're like, I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this company. So yeah, to to not give the full, you know, crazy long spiel of it. Like, uh, I always from day one was helping out my dad, like in the, in the family business. Um, and like, it was never always like it was now, like basic, like I would say from like zero to 10, like my family, like, like from zero to 10 years old, we really struggled financially. And like, my mom was a hairstylist and she cut hair in our house and she would work insane hours. My dad would work insane hours um and like we really struggled for about 10 years um and then eventually from there he got better at business and had some some he made a good connection actually in a big commercial project that really elevated his company and gave him some some credibility um so i always worked with them you know fr from there and i remember being like 12 and working on the job site and finding it super interesting just I don't know, I was a kid who, who isn't interested with dozers and excavators, right? Um, and then through high school, um, I kind of took a bit of a turn, like a big partier kid and, uh, you know, thought I was too school, too school for cool. And it was, you, you know what I mean? I'm not even <laughs> going to say it. that. Um, and uh, I ended up going after high school and working out West in Alberta, which is like the Texas of Canada. I love Alberta. Awesome place, savage place. And uh, I worked in the oil field and um ended up working out there and just kind of i got separated from family out there and i was like damn like you know what like i'm out here doing this and i have this massive opportunity back home and now i'm like 19 20 19 and i'm like i have a massive opportunity back home i just kind of woke up one day i mm -hmm. woke up and i'm like i have a 
an opportunity that not everyone has, right? And then that's like my biggest thing that people always, you know, hate on for. It's like the easy target, right? And I'm like, man, like I have this thing of like this business that's doing, you know, it was doing sub million dollars maybe. And when I was 19, so that's eight years ago, we were doing like, I don't know, 500, 600 grand. And he had like four guys working for him and extra stuff. Like you can imagine he's not taking home hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Like we lived a great comfortable life, but we were not rich. Yep. Um, And I kind of was like, I want to act on this opportunity. I want to go back and work in the family business. So I loaded up my truck. I drove back through the States. Actually, it was awesome. It's like Montana and like North Dakota and stuff. It was sick. Oh, yeah. The home and then, uh, yeah. And then we, uh, we, I came back here and I started working the family business and I started doing laboring when I was 20 years old, um, full time, 20 years old, and then running machinery. And then about four years ago, I was like, Hey, like, I, I want to do some social media stuff. And I'm from a small town. And he kind of looked at me like, what? what social fuck is that yeah he's like you, like instagram like your sister uses like i have a sister and he's like like the the app that your sister uses you want to put our business on that and even people around here in the small town that i was in they're just like yeah you see like ken white construction like they're like posting stuff you're like he's posting videos of himself on there like working like it's so weird dude for and that's just four years ago it was so yeah. weird like that's what i mean we're so early in this shit but anyways that was when i started realizing like i want to do this there's something that i can do here with the family business don't fuck up on this opportunity that a lot of other people would love to have you know and Um, i acted on opportunity and that's all i did and that's all i am doing currently trying how is how is that because i know you've talked about it before but like just the doubt in the self of like the instagram piece how taxing has that um been like the health side of things like the mental health side of things like how do you hear all that in one ear and be like fuck, I don't give a shit what you're saying out of this year and just kind of act on it. Because the overall goal of like setting up generational wealth and setting up something so amazing for my my wife and my kids and their kids and then their kids, like that is the whole reason behind my brand, the branding. Like when I wanted to paint our 325 black, that was our first thing that I'm like, you know, that was last year. And I was like, dad, I'm going to paint an excavator black and I'm going to put white on the boom so that when my daughter's driving down the road uh, or me and my wife, I can be like, look in that field, look at and just see white. My grandfather's like our family's last name, just swinging dirt. That's that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that's why it's so easy to block out everything else, because like, I don't care what those people are saying, man, like and you shouldn't either. Who gives a fuck? Those yeah. people are just upset, you know, and like. I feel bad for them, man, because they're not living like I'm living. They're not living happy and, you know, full of love and joy. And like, I always think like, what headspace would I have to be in, in order to say, Hey, Luke, Hey, you're a fucking loser, man. You know what? Like, screw you. you your black machinery must be nice. Make it so much money to paint your machinery black. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't have time, nor do I give a fuck to comment that shit. Yeah. So that's what I think. Like, I would have to be in such a dark place in my own mind to comment to somebody like that. So that's why it doesn't bug me. Cause I'm just like, they're just not doing it. You know? Yeah. You just have such an elevated mindset. Yeah. You got to though. You have to, yeah. I mean, like there's, I'm old school in the, in the sense of like, I'm a man, you know, and like, I'm not afraid to, to act like a man and be a savage. And I mm-hmm. think that that's something that is like, kind of refreshing maybe now for people to hear right it's like 
there's nothing wrong with fucking getting up every day and sucking it the fuck up and going to work and not listening to bullshit and just getting after it for your family to make a better life for your family and my employees and the people that work for me. Like I want them to do really well. I want to see them go on vacations and be able to afford stuff and like live a stress-free life. So like, that's the goal. You just got to get up and do it. Mm -hmm. I agree. The, the stress part though, right? Like there's no such thing as stress-free. And obviously you've kind of pointed that out, like biggest concerns, cash flow and things like that. Like that mental space, how do you, how do you keep yourself, you know, above, you know, your mind saying, nope, this isn't going to work. How are you going to pull this off? Like, how do you stay above that? Cause I know I even struggle with that to where I'm like, I got 1500 bucks in my bank account. I got 15 grand of payroll coming out tomorrow. What do I got to do? Not act. Yeah. That hasn't happened yet, but hopefully it never happens. Yeah. No. Well, no, I mean, um first thing that comes to mind is like i don't again like i just just being a man just sucking it up and doing it it's it sounds unhealthy when i say it out loud right but like there's no other option like like dealing with stress like like i run so Mm -hmm. i work out i don't have a, a runner's body i don't have a workout guy's body but like that's something i do religiously every day so you could say that that is something that I do to handle stress all the time. Because like when I'm running, I'm thinking clear, I feel clear, I feel good, I feel healthy. Um, So that's definitely something that I do um, to manage the stress. But I mean, like, honestly, sometimes, yeah, the stress just gets unbearable. Like I, I had a fibrillation this year, like twice, like just back June 28th, and then November 28th. Mm -hmm. So like, talk about stress. I know all about stress. Um, my fucking heart went into crazy rhythm just because of so much shit going on in my life. Yeah. Um, business. I remember personal. that video. Yeah, man. It was came crazy. Out of the hospital and you're like, no more scotchy poos for a couple of days. Yeah, here I am drinking scotch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, honestly, dealing with stress, you got to deal with it in a way that helps you. I, I would just, I wouldn't go any further into this conversation because I'm not an expert on it other mm-hmm. than saying I run and I work out. That's what I do to manage stress. Other than that, I'm just good at talking to myself. I talk to myself. Maybe that helps a lot too. I like have conversations with myself in my truck all day. Like if you're driving beside me, you probably think that I'm on the phone with somebody, but I'm just talking to myself, like making up scenarios and like, I don't know, I'm weird like that. And I feel like maybe that helps with stress too. Cause I'm always like prepared for like the next thing, you know, I don't know. Maybe that sounds fucked up, but no, not at all. I like that. Cause I feel like, I mean, just talking about things, I feel like helps a lot. Just airing it out, kind of getting them out through so the I'm chest. I talk right? to myself. Yeah. Like, honestly, I just yeah. talk about it. Like, yeah, I just, I, I talk out loud and dealing with stress is something you just got to do. There's no yeah. such thing as a stress-free life, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, how much can you handle? If I got to the point where I couldn't handle it, I will be like, all right, I'm tapping. I'm done. You know, yeah. I haven't gotten to that point yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think you ever can. I don't think you ever will just to, because of how, you know, what I see the confidence in yourself to where, you know, I can go farther. Like, yeah, this I don't know. I don't know what com- was happening two weeks from now, two yeah, years right. from now, 20 years from now. Maybe, maybe it will be, maybe I will fucking be like, all right, I can't fucking do this anymore. Um, mm. But as for right now, like, I love it. I, I run on chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever have anyone reach out to you, like in the industry about stress and about like, you know, working through some of that? 
yeah, I get other business owners all the time on, and on Instagram asking me about, you know, how do I manage everything that I got going on? How do you manage the business? How do you manage the growth, um, stress, um, a lot of like mental questions too. How do I deal with anxiety or I feel, I feel down and you know, I'm just not a professional on that stuff. So like, I, I'm, I, I like giving advice about like, I just, I'm honest with them. It's like, I'm not a therapist, man. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what, what you should do. Like I do deal with anxiety all the time. Talk to a therapist. That stuff helps a lot. Yeah. Like you're, you're not a professional, but at the same time too, like, cause Luke and I have been doing this podcast now for six, seven months and it's yep. blown up. And the most, um, messages we get are people that when they when we have an episode where people dive into some of the issues they're having and some of the stresses that they're having it's like they feel that okay they're not the only ones going through that and they can hear some of the similarities in the industry so um just even if you don't feel like you're an expert too sometimes talking through it and showing people that like yes this is what i'm doing i'm not the expert but this is what's helping me and i know like you said running even talking to somebody about it talking yourself about it uh, i think there are certain things that may help other people too because even just knowing that somebody else is going through it too can help a lot yeah i i agree and yeah like it's not that i'm like uh not wanting to talk about it it's like the subject you know it's like oh let's not talk about anxiety or depression or stuff I just don't want to give somebody the wrong advice, you know, because like right. I know what works for me and that's probably not what works for everyone else. You know, like my, you know, like I have family members that do therapy, but like I've never done therapy, you know, well, that's a lie I have, but it, it, I would say start talking to a therapist, you know, so I don't know. I'm not, I'm again, it's, it's like the, it's the I get up every day and I, I, I get up every day and I go to work. I mean, it doesn't matter how I'm feeling. I still have to show up like, Mm -hmm. you know, that might be different for another person. And that's what I'm trying to get across. Is that like, don't listen to me when I say like, just get up and still go to work, you know, because like, maybe you can't do that. I know there's people that are so caught up in their lives that they can't even get out of bed. And like, I just don't know what that feels like. So when people ask me like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so depressed. Like I can't get out of bed. I'm not, I can't do this or I can't do that. And I'm like, I think you should seek professional help for sure. But like, I can't give you advice on that because I just, I have to show up every day. There's no other option. Maybe it's unhealthy, but. That's the side of social media. Not a lot of people talk about to where they've grown such a following to where people almost look at them as like a professional in their industry, but then also outside professionals. Cause they're like, Oh, well he's doing it. I'm doing it. We must be thinking the same things. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. When, being in the spotlight like the term influencer Mm -hmm. obviously sounds like very childish and but i've actually like i don't mind embracing that because like being an influencer like i'm a i'm a micro influencer i mean i don't have a massive following here but um having an being an influencer means you have an influence on people like that's what it means right and like you guys have an influence on people. It doesn't matter if you have a hundred followers or a hundred million followers, you have an influence on people. So I think always being cognitive and like thinking about that. And that's why I'm like careful with what I'm saying about this stuff. Cause it's like, I know that there's people listening that might be like, well, Taylor said, I just have to get up and go to, and just do it, you know, like just fuck it. And then, and then something bad happens to them. So that's why I'm saying like, don't, I don't know what, what the answer is for you. I, all I know is the best thing is, professionalism and like talking to somebody is the best you know 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, so as far, obviously kind of getting off the topic of like the mental side of things, what are like, what are your guys's, and I've been curious on this yourself, like your, your Jordan year, what was kind of like your peak Jordan year? I feel like it would have been, and granted, I'm sure you guys did great up to them, but I feel like you like Ken white construction really took off on like the platforms when that 325 was painted. Everyone's yeah. like, Holy shit. It's black. It's big. It's cool. You know, I, maybe, maybe it was just me, but I feel like ever since then it's just skyrocketed and you see a lot more of it now, like painted skid steers, you know, obviously painted excavators. I think we had ours done painted, first, but painted, like painted three fifteens. you motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Duels. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I got something coming too. That's yeah. If I could fucking grab you by the throat right now, I would. Um, the good thing we're not in the same room, but yeah, it's a good thing. No, I'm good just kidding. I'm, I'm not that tough. I talk about being a man. I'm I'm not. I can't fight worse shit. But, um, you know, I actually, you're. It's funny when you say like, yeah, like the Jordan. You're right, 100. percent But that's why we did it, right? Like that's why. I did it to for brand recognition and because it was cool and it was different and I knew that yeah it would create an impact, but. I also did it for, I guess there was like an ego thing about it too. Like I am, you have to be a bit of a narcissist to, to, to paint it black and to put your, your, your last name on, on the boom so big and, and, you know, to create a following and go on social media. And I think there's a part of that too, that I'm not afraid to, to, to say, you know, like I do love myself a little bit and I, I, I love my business. My business is like the, like I, I literally will not wear any other construction companies clothing because i feel like i'm like cheating on like you know my wife or something like that's how i feel with it but um i would agree with like that really pumped us into the spotlight because people are like like there's i still to this day i don't think there's a black paint at 325 and it really pissed people off where and when i, was I remember like, some of those comments the world's like, first Fuck. Fuck. only 325 painted black and people were like no there's one in australia but and it was like this big counterweight like 1989 fucking cat like 320 and i'm just like no man that's not there's no <laughs> other one dude yeah. so like i think that that yeah man that really helped building hype around it really helped but i i think when you say that everyone's a lot of people are painting stuff black now i agree yeah. um uh, so that's why I think like we're I got something coming down the pipeline that I'm gonna we might be I might change stuff up I don't know but there's something if coming down it's the pipeline. gray we're gonna have a problem no it's not gray okay it's, good I it's had, not I it's not gray that's good but it's there was yeah I wish I could tell I'll tell you guys maybe off the podcast but yeah I want to keep it a I want to keep it a secret for now but hush hush it's Hell fucking yeah. it, it's gonna be sick I'm excited I'm looking forward to it yeah man I'm excited yeah those were our Jordan years for sure love that i um this is kind of a funny story i had a guy who's local to us he's actually his name is mike he owns he was probably like the first one in like our area to get black skid steers um obviously we have black skid steers too and i put it in order with cat we're on our bismarck western side we're gonna do gray and that's no secret and somehow he found out about it and he was like you motherfucker you're trying to copy me and i was like no dude i'm not trying to copy you but clearly great minds think alike so he's like one of us needs to buy each other out i'm like no let's not do that you can take fargo with gray i'll just do everywhere else in north dakota <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah no I, yeah uh i haven't had any of that um really um but the only thing that comes to mind with that is like we bought a dump truck this year 
and uh, it's, it was a special order Western Star. It's a yep. beautiful 4900 uh, SF set forward front axle. It's like I'm obsessed with new trucks that look old, yep. and that's why I love it. Um, and I'm a Western Star fan. And to get a, a, a long nose kind of style looking Western Star, like that's what get that's what cranks my gears, you know? I love that shit. And uh, I had one guy who ordered another one at the same time as well, too. And like, I don't know how he got my phone number, but he got me on the phone one day and it was like the middle of the day and he was just reaming me up. And he's just like, I like you're fucking telling people that you have the only one like I I have a truck like this too and it wasn't even his truck it was just it was like his boss's truck that he ordered and it was just like this whole thing and I'm just the whole time like man like you're just like shut the fuck up I'm just like I I just was speechless I'm like buddy I cannot believe that you think that it's okay to call me in the middle of the fucking work day to tell me that you're upset because I bought the same dumb truck as you was like well I was gonna be the only one in Ottawa with it and I'm like dude I don't give a fuck it's like buying a Silverado and being mad at another guy for buying a Silverado like who fucking gives a shit sorry but if you're mad go buy another one then you'll have two yeah exactly i just don't get caught up with that stuff i don't give a fuck but the only thing that revs me up now is like there is like i know you've been doing black for a while but so many people paint excavators and dozers and shit black now that it's just not unique i find it's not like i feel like when we did the 325 there was other people that were painting machinery black 100 percent. but i feel like the black 325 was like that was one completely different. That's what I'm. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. But in my eyes, I feel like it was like, OK, it's, that's not like a four or five ton that the guy painted. Like that's yeah. a 25 ton, 320. That's a brand new off. Like I didn't even put dirt on it yet. Painted the fucking thing up, put a roto tilt on it. Like it was just like, holy shit, it was unique. And then I feel like the 315 didn't hit as hard. And even though like it was all black, light bar, tinted, roto tilt. And like, yeah, it's cool as shit. And I fucking love it. But. Yeah. Maybe it's a size thing, but I don't know. I feel like black is like a lot of people are just like, oh, what's fucking cool shit that I can do? I'm going to paint my shit black. I mean, you got to see it, too. It's got to be it's a little frustrating because it's like, fuck, now I'm not like unique, you know? Yeah, you see it a lot more and it's not as like wow factor anymore. Granted, you know, on my end, I'm it not is isn't, and it isn't. Yeah, it is. And it isn't. It's, you know, it is what it is. It, yeah. it, it's just how do you this is where I feel like people kind of get creative and like yourself, you were like, you know, you were ahead of it to where you had went the video route first. And then you had, yeah. you know, obviously you had them both at the same time, but then you have this excavator in there to where now people are like, well, where the fuck do we go? So it's going to take someone to really step outside of the box. You know, they'll have their stent for probably three, four months until people realize, Hey, I can do that too. And then they'll copy again. It's a vicious yeah. cycle. Yeah, I agree. I, I, there's another company. I think it's like Roscoe Contractors or Rosso. Rosso, yeah, they're Phil, all black. He, he, yeah, he. I think he does some work for them or whatnot. But they're all black, and I think like that's like great. Like they have massive machinery that's like yeah. painted black, and it's like wow, you know, it's cool as shit. And they got really good production value, and I think that they do a really good job at it. Yeah. Um. So like, I'll let them have it. You know, yep. I'll I'll do something. I'm going to do something different. That's fucking cool as shit. I still love black and like all our, our dump trucks, dump trucks and everything will be black, but fucking other than that. Yeah. On to the next. I'm on to the next. Swiping, swiping left. Yeah. How many equipment world Tinder? That's so 2020. (laughs) You can keep your 315. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Keep your fucking measly 315. (laughs) Never heard of her. 
Never heard of her. Oh, that's great. I love it. I was oh. coming prepared, man. I, I was coming prepared. Yeah, I was were, like, man. I'm I'm going to I had a screenshot and I was like, because, <laughs> you know, he sent me an email. Good guy, Luke. He sent me an email. Not bad, Luke. Good Luke sent me an email. And he's like, hey, like this is he's a host as well. And I'm like, man, like Black Iron. I'm like that fucking guy. That's that the guy that sucker. fucking commented that. So I knew I was coming prepared today, but oh yeah, Luke and I had a conversation before where I was like, Luke, we should have Taylor, but there might be a little camaraderie here. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, like dude, you just gotta do it. And I was like, I'm not worried about it, but no, no Taylor, we've already no. got the uh, we've already got the thumbnail dialed in, so it'll, it'll yeah, be yeah, you're gonna episode. you're gonna laugh at the thumbnail. You'll laugh at that. Fuckers, just make me look good. <laughs> oh, we will. Uh, yeah, it'll be good. So, yeah, I guess as we wrap up here, Taylor, um, any last words? You know, I, obviously, as we head into... <laughs> going to kill me? No, I, any last words? <laughs> any last words, words motherfucker? Before I as ruin we, your uh, career? <laughs> as, as we head into Con Expo, too, I mean, that's going to be massive in March. So, uh, oh, obviously, we're all going to, you know, there's going to be a ton of people there. It's going to be crazy, but... I can't wait. What, what are your plans for Con Expo? And then, uh, yeah, there, what are you man. doing out there? Um, everybody uh go to con expo and like anybody that's listening to this as well even you guys if you want 20 percent off con expo tickets literally go buy con expo tickets from their website and use the promo code podcast 20 and you save 20 percent. and your tickets are the cheapest that they're going to be right now um so like just go buy your tickets now it's the 14th to the 18th i believe um don't quote me on that but i think it's the 14th the 18th and um yeah, I'm going to be there the entire time. I cannot wait to see everybody, speak to everybody. I was supposed to go in 2020 and COVID uh, ended up, you know, kind of throwing a toss into that, which was too bad. But I'm pumped uh, for this year's Connex, which is to see everybody in person. And then the yeah. podcast has a little bit of hype to it as well. And that's why we got some really good guests lined up for everyone to hear too as well and kind of create some hype about the show and you get to see everybody in person. So yeah. look, I'm looking forward to it, man. You guys are going, yeah. right? we're going yeah absolutely so yeah go uh, obviously check out the podcast con expo con egg uh just search it and then if you're buying your tickets use the code podcast 20 20 yeah. off and then if you're going to any of the educational sessions as well um i'll be speaking on wednesday yeah. at 2 30 um you can find it it's i believe it's the importance of building an online presence for small to medium-sized contractors so um we're definitely pumped to see everyone there. And, you know, Taylor, it's been a pleasure having you on the Dirtbags podcast. Obviously, it's a, it's a long time coming. I mean, everyone's been asking to have you on. So this is going to be huge. Yeah, thanks no, for taking the time. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. It was a good time. I had my scotch and I said what I needed to say. There you go. Good deal. Good deal. All right, man. We'll, uh, we'll see you at Con Expo. Okay, boys.